Hey everyone and welcome to episode 5 of the For the Future podcast. Today we speak to Mutinta Simelane. She is a poet and writer having had her poems read on platforms such as TEDx and even the Global Citizen stage. She is also a project manager particularly focused on helping young people in the arts learn more about business. She speaks about her relationship with writing and art and how these skills have benefited her in the world of project management in surprising ways. Hope you enjoy. Thank you so much Mutinda for taking the time to come on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to get into it. <laughs> so, my first question for you is could you just explain to the audience who you are and what is your story? It's almost easier to say um what I'm not. Um but <laughs> my name is Mutunto Simelane and I'm a multifaceted arts administrator and project manager. Um it's a long and complicated story but I'm sure we're going to get into it in this interview. But yes, many many hats. I wear quite a few hats. Wow. So so how long did you know that you wanted to be a poet and an artist and work in the art space is it something that like when you were young and people asked what do you want to do when you grow up is that something that you always were like yes i want to be an artist or or, or was it something different for you <laughs> no absolutely different uh i didn't ever know that i wanted to be a poet and actually i don't consider myself a poet i consider myself a storyteller you know um I really fumbled into the space I stumbled in and it ended up being quite a beautiful space for me. So I'm raised by an academic, my dad is a lecturer, um PhD student, you know, all the way there. Wow. <laughs> so so he imagined me following in his footsteps because I'm one of his only children that really showed possibilities of becoming an academic, you know. Um but the universe had something very different written out for me. So I used to write, I used to journal a lot um because I'm the only daughter with five brothers at home, right? Um and what I ended up finding was that I spoke a very different emotional language. I had a very different requisite um in language from my parents, from my siblings and I wasn't quite getting that at home. So writing was my outlet. Um and one of my best friends read one of my creative pieces of writing and she's like you should say this at a poetry show and I was just like what? Never, you know. <laughs> and I did and it was so well received and being in the space and and understanding what the Joburg poetry scene was, it immediately felt like home to me. But I didn't end it there. I wasn't really fixated with being on stage. I was really curious about how we could change the audience journey. How do we get more people interested in poetry? How do we get this scene because if it weren't for her, I would have never known about the Joburg poetry scene. Um I have outside of the Joburg scene, I have friends who are so detached from the craft. Like I wouldn't have encountered it otherwise. I um, mean that's I guess how I got into the arts administration part of it. But the the poetry poetry part like i never ever imagined that i would be this but i can't imagine not having been this uh now that i've been down the journey you know yeah wow that's that's quite beautiful um yeah it sounds like quite a quite an interesting journey um did you ever yeah. encounter did you encounter poetry like at school or was it more later well, after school 
Well, I mean, we we all made poetry in school, right? I think it was just never interesting. When you have to unpack something <laughs> that way and yeah. you're told what the answer is, like, it's definitely going to kill all the possible joy that that thing has. So, of course, I made poetry before um, and it really became real to me in, in varsity. Um, so it was definitely leaving school and meeting the poetry scene outside of school um, and just giving it one more chance. Because, I mean, poetry, roll eyes. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I definitely think that school gives gives people that feeling about poetry that it's like, oh, you just have to analyze it line by line and, and people then yeah. end up not being interested in it. Right. And I also find it very interesting how when I go into schools and I and I host workshops or I develop programs, I always try and get young people to engage with work or with artists who can come into the room. And you'll always see the difference between what everyone assumes the intention of that line was versus what the writer was intending to do. So my issue with the school curriculum having poetry is, did you speak to William Shakespeare, honey? Do you have a book that says that this is what he meant, you know? Um, and I used to, like, fail... Uh, like English literature because of that, because I'd have a completely different perspective on what that line meant or what his intention was. So yeah, that's one of my qualms. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely get that. Um, so it's, it's quite interesting, your, your journey and your career, the fact that you have experienced both in the, in the art space as, as a writer, as a creator, as well as, more experience in the organizational space in terms of project management and that kind of thing. So how do you think that those two, how have those two kind of linked for you in terms of the, the, the skills sure. and experience that you've gained? That's, um, it's something that whenever I have to send my CV out, I know it's going to confuse someone because they're always just like, how does it work? And it really is like so perfect. They fit into each other so well. Um, so, the poetry, like I said, I was really intrigued. I had some skill. I had some sense of doing it, you know, and that's how I continued to perform. But what I actually realized is is my knack. It taught me who I was, um, that I'm able to conceptualize something from ideation, carry it through to completion on time, on scope, on budget, you know, and that's exactly what you're doing in the corporate space where when you're handed a project, you need to do it on time, on scope, and on budget. Um, so I didn't realize my, first of all, my ability to connect with people the way I did. Um, so I'm really good with client li liaison. I'm really good with making those relationships work and getting them to understand, hey, these are red flags, or this is something you should watch out for, or this is how great things are going. So my communication skills um, have been bolstered by the poetry. I mean, I've got so much more emotional intelligence. I'm able to read the room in a meeting. There are all those little intricacies that the performance gave me. And then there's like who I am. And I, I am a project manager. Like there's no doubt about it. Um, and that's really how those worlds come together. But both in poetry and in business, people have no idea how those things really come together. And everyone is just like, art is this foreign, distant land. And it actually yeah. isn't. Yeah, it really isn't. <laughs> yeah. No, that's very interesting. I've definitely not heard much about that link between the the skills that you learn in, in both of those things and how, how they link together. It's yeah. very interesting. Absolutely. And it's, it's really small intricacies. I think 
when I when I started out, I'd always find people asking me questions about like little things that I'd realize, oh, I got this from performing. Like this is a skill I picked up from performing. Um, and then on the, the business side of things where people want to be treated as humans, you know, we always go into this robotic sense when we go into business, but that's not what people are looking for. They look for genuine connection. Um, and that's really important to carry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you you mentioned a little bit about your that you work with schools and that you've done workshops with with educational sort of institutions mm-hmm. and you've also mentioned before that you have uh you really value creative writing and um just learning about poetry and that sort of thing for school for school children so how do you think that creative writing and public speaking as well are, are important skills for, for young people? Or why do you think that? Sure. Um, I mean, this is something I could go on for quite some time about. But fundamentally, I believe that, first of all, it unlocks a confidence within you. So people are, they come from very different backgrounds where they've been taught very different things about being able to speak openly um, about how you feel or your perspective. And public speaking is an opportunity for you to really engage with your ability to voice and vocalize what you've been thinking, right? But with creative writing specifically and why I believe it's such a powerful tool, especially at grassroots level with young people, is when you're writing something, you have to really investigate something a lot before it comes onto paper. You have to really deeply think about it. So it teaches you critical thinking. So beyond the cadence and the rhyme scheme and all of that jazz, right? You're really in, you're really investigating a feeling. You're investigating a train of thought. And when you start thinking like that, when you start engaging with that way of thinking, you're going to start applying it to different areas of your life. So we're going to start seeing young people who think critically about violence, who think critically about education, who think critically about their careers, who think critically about finances, simply because they've now been taught how to follow a train of thought to place it as where is it important in my life and and all of that jazz, right? So we have the confidence element, we have you critically thinking about something, and then we have you challenging yourself to finish, right? And that's what creative writing definitely does. How do you know when a poem is done? Is it just an abandoned poem or did you actually like fill the quota? So there's a there's a lot of, of lessons like delaying gratification, the, the critical thinking, the confidence, the being able to become an agent of social change because you now have a perspective different from your peers about a particular thing. We're going to have healthy debate in spaces simply by getting young people to public speak and write creatively. Wow. You know, it's really quite interesting because um, definitely a lot of the, a lot of the skills that you had mentioned, I think they've been emphasized a lot, especially in recent years, you know, critical thinking and, and, and having sort of discourse and that kind of things. And I didn't really realize before the link that creative writing and, okay, more public speaking, I think, you know, people realize, but creative writing especially, that it can actually help you in, in a lot of these ways. Absolutely. And, and it shouldn't be limited to the performative value of it, you know. Um, so I really do feel like there's a release and an unlocking that needs to happen. And we are seeing it in society with 
this this drive for discourse, with this drive for um acknowledgement of certain spaces, certain groups of people, you know, there's definitely it feels like the world needs to burp. Like there's something that needs to be released, you know. <laughs> and creative writing would be the perfect home for it, right? Um there's a professor from Nigeria, Prof uh, Wole Soinka, who always says if you want to find out what's going on in a country, go and listen to its poets, right? Um, and that's why I believe like art is the home for what, what's happening. And it's the mirror for our time. And it's really important that we write it down. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's incredible. So <laughs> I just wanted to ask for the people out there that, you know, maybe poetry was ruined for them by school or they just haven't really been exposed to, to, to poetry at all. Who are some some poets that you would um, recommend for people to go and read their work? Or maybe what are some of your favorite poems that you've encountered that you think could bring value to people? I think spoken word poetry and performance poetry, whatever you decide to call it, is the most exciting form of poetry simply because it gives you a voice and an energy behind the words, right? So I'd really want people who've never been interested in or haven't experienced poetry to start there. Um, if you're someone who values messages about children, about what's going on with children, I'd recommend Kakiso Tepe's Manufacturing Kings. If you're someone who is into Greek mythology um, and that becoming a beautiful love story, I'd suggest you listen to Cornelius Jones's Seven Moons. Um, if you're someone who really enjoys the liberation story of South Africa, I'd suggest you go and listen to Makmanaka. Um, there's Masai Dabula, there's Vangi Gancho, the, the list is endless. Um, there's a lot of young people on the scene as well who are doing some amazing stuff. Jonathan Lefenya, Masai Sipuru, um, just to name a couple of them, you know. Um, Tobani, oh, Tobani was also an amazing writer. <laughs> I could go on for a while, but the names I've given you are a great start. Um, so I really do think that you should definitely check out Spoken Word Poetry especially in South Africa, there's, there's a vibrance about our country. You can't, you can't deny it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for those. I'll definitely be checking those out. <laughs> sure. It was a list as well. So I'll give you a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So what sort of, what advice do you have for, for young people who might be interested in poetry and thinking about taking it up as as like a serious thing as part of their their career um yeah what advice do you have for for young people interested in becoming poets sure um i mean i always say in my workshops the first rule of writing is reading right so who have you been reading who's influencing this decision what are the things that are influencing this decision um also be ready like anything else in life for it to completely fail like it's it's really difficult right um so be ready for that as well but embrace the journey it's really really beautiful i did nothing but poetry for 10 years and i regret no moment of it um so i definitely think like know why understand your why and then I'd really like everyone who wants to get into poetry to have a grasp on their voice. So where are you writing from, you know, and and what is fueling and informing that? How do you keep that alive and how do you remain authentic to that? Because if you don't, 
you're going to end up jumping on all the hot trends that you you see happening you know at some point all the poets were counting you know <laughs> where they'd be like one mom did this two dad did, and it's just like no you know <laughs> so remain authentic don't waver in that stand strong stay true um and make sure you have some idea as to where you're going do you want to publish books do you want to become a performance poet who are your mentors find mentors <laughs> you know and remain very active in the reading consume as much as you can mm. thank you thank you so much i think that's definitely uh, a great place to start for for young people who are interested in that yeah absolutely so my last question for you is a question that i like to ask every guest on the on the podcast and that is if you knew that every young african person was listening to this podcast right now what would you want to say to them sure i would want to let every young african know that we're so much more glorious and we're so much bigger than anyone is ever going to tell you so walk and talk in that power knowing that it will never be acknowledged but understand that you are a king or queen. Wow. Wow, that is that is absolutely beautiful and I think it's 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 a lovely way to end it off. Um so yes, <laughs> thank you so much for for coming on Mutinta and just before you go, um where can people check out your work or or support you? Sure. Um it's littered all over the internet. <laughs> My work is everywhere. So I know this is like one of the most pompous things to say, but just Google me. Um, I established my career under my maiden surname. So I was Mutinta Benkele, double B. Um, people often forget the second B. Um, but then I'm now Mutinta Similane. But I'm sure you could still find it under Similane. Um, there are quite a few posters and videos, not posters, posts and videos up. Um so I can't specifically say one place, but littered all over the internet is my answer. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you so much again, Mutinta, for, for taking some time to give us some knowledge and more perspective. And it was absolutely lovely to have a conversation with you. Thanks for having me. All the best. All the best. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I really hope that you enjoyed it and that it brought you tremendous value. If it did, please leave a rating for the podcast on whatever platform you use. Like, share, comment, subscribe and follow us on social media at For the Future ZA. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast episode. Thank you so much and have a good one.